Welcome to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls. Um, I'm Alex. And I'm Sarah. And this is a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast where we are obsessed with her books and can't stop thinking about it or talking about it. So we figured, why not record us thinking and talking about it? So we're going to break down chapters, go through each book separately, go into character analysis and any thoughts or kind of theories that we have about books, characters, plots, etc. And maybe play some fun games along the way. Exactly. So welcome and enjoy. This is our mini-sode, our first mini-sode, yes. where it is full of spoilers. Yes, so don't listen if you don't want to hear spoilers. Yes, if you have not read this entire series up through A Court of Silver Flames, all of it's fair game in the mini-sodes. Yes. So, warning, flashing red signs, don't blame us if something is spoiled and you have continued listening past this point, right? Yes. So, we thought, we just talked about the first few chapters that set up Feyre, and we got to meet her family, so let's talk about the Archeron sisters. Yes. Which, are we pronouncing that correctly? I think it's Archeron. I feel like the problem with books is everybody has it in their mind how to pronounce names and words differently. There's no True. actual reference point of well, how to pronounce, and it's all up to interpretation, and so, I mean, Feyre... Thankfully, they did an enunciation in the book yeah, where he, like, they're like slowly yelling her name syllable by syllable. So I was like, oh, that's great, because before I was pronouncing it fair. Mm. And so I was like, oh, I'm pronouncing that wrong in my head. Obviously, right. I'm not saying it all out until now. But Okay, um, what our copies of the book don't have it, but when I first read this in the original print version, mm-hmm. she did have a pronunciation guide in the back. Yeah. So for like... But I, if I'm thinking through it, it was, like, the most basic things. Like, it had Feyre, it had Tamlin, it had, like, Prithian, it had Resand. Right. Which I know you do, do not, not like that. Like like, whatever. It's what it is, but it's fine. Um, but so it did have those, like, very basic pronunciations, but I, still, I don't think it had the last name. Yeah. The um, Archeron sounds correct. I think that's right. That's how I would say it. That's how you say it. That's yeah. what we're going to go with. Okay. And so the Archeron like sisters. Yes. And... Okay, so quick, should we just should we just start with the dresser? The dresser let's, let's just start with I mean, the dresser. I feel like that's really the only, not the only thing in the first four chapters, but like the big thing in the first right. four chapters. That Having is, read the series and coming back to yes, it. Yes, it's so impactful. Ah! It's so much foreshadowing. It's amazing. Okay, I mean, do we start with Feyre's drawer, or do we end with Feyre's drawer? I feel like we have to end with it. Okay, so let's start we with... We start with Elaine. Let's start with Elaine's drawer. You know the least about her, because there hasn't been a book written about Elaine. This is true. That should be po- probably, the next potentially, one the next one. That's what everybody's hope is. Yes. That's what all the theories are. Yes. Is that the next book will be about Elaine. So, mm-hmm. I feel like her dresser drawer is where we will start. Well, okay, so, since we know the least about Elaine, I made a few notes on, like, potential theories, because Nestus and Ferris, which we'll talk about in a sec are so foreshadowing of what's ahead. So I'm like, Elaine's has to be very intentional, too. It can't just be flowers. There has to be more to it. So something I, I was Googling, I was on the interwebs, and one of the things that I, I put, like, outside of her love for gardens, what does Elaine's right. mean? So a ro- it says it, it has roses and violets on it. Mm-hmm. So a rose naturally means, like, love. Right. So, like, there's maybe going to be some big love-related okay. thing connected to her. But violets often mean death and resurrection. 
okay. I mean, so we can spoil now. So yes. let's just talk about the fact that she goes into the cauldron and becomes reborn. Right. right. But, like, Nesta does too. Right. So is this referring to the cauldron? Or maybe, like, that cauldron experience, her resurrection is now... Because I know there's a lot of people who will talk about, like, the potential for an evil Elaine. Right. So it's like, in that resurrection, did she become different or because of that resurrection will she find love like i don't know or is there still a death and resurrection to come like maybe potential. this evil potentially evil line needs to die and then be resurrected i don't know but i think there's gonna be something connected to like death and resurrection around it like i don't th- it can't just be she loves to garden or my theory is mm-hmm. why it's flowers is because she's mates with lucian who is the spring court what but, is it? But he's not I know, the spring court. I know he's not the spring court, but that's where he lives. That's where, like, he meets her because he's there. Yeah. And he, potentially, I think he might take over the spring court. Interesting. Yes. This is not about him, but why do you think he'll take over the spring court? I don't know. I just have this feeling that Tamlin is going to get killed. And mm. he's got nobody to leave it to. And I feel like Lucian would be the next best taker. Even though there's, you know, he's poten- he's the summer court's, like, love child. Ottoman. Uh, isn't he? He's technically Autumn's butt. Oh, but we but we know we know he's Summer he's Summer Court's child. Yep. So he's connected to all these. But I feel like if That's he becomes true. ruler of the Spring Court, he could take over and tie in. Like he could join everyone together. Mm. I feel like he's that connector that could join everyone together. Interesting. So I don't want Elaine to love him. I want Elaine and Oz to be together. Yeah. But I feel like it could potentially be a Spring Court related thing. Right. Flowers. That's my theory. That's so interesting. Yeah. Mm. I'm excited to see how it plays out in the next book, because we it has to be Elaine in the next book. Yeah, there's this huge love triangle that we're all dying to know about, and everybody loves Oz. Everybody loves him so much, but also I love Lucian. He's amazing. He's he's not a bad guy. Like, did he mess up a little bit in the first book? Yes. yes but but like, in a second. But he grows. Like, he, he helped Ferris so much in the first book, yes. and then... He, like, tries to help so much. He's he trying so hard with Elaine, too. So hard. And he, like, takes that step back. He, like, tries to give her space. And he's just... I love him so much. He's such a good person. He is. I feel like he's the best intentions out of, like, anyone. He really is. And he is. deserves to find love. Like, he his does. brothers hated him. He grew up so hard. He but, deserves okay, it. But you just reminded me of something. And this all ties to Elaine. We're not just trying to talk about boys. Yes. But, um... He deserves it, but he doesn't act like he deserves it. Yeah. Asriel, I agree. I agree. Asriel very explicitly says, I deserve this. Yes. And I don't know if that's a good thing. Like, oh. is, I understand why he's feeling that way. Yes. It makes sense why he's experiencing that. Right. But if you truly feel entitled to her, mm. that's not as, like, I know. Yes, they both deserve it. Yes. But Lucian is like, I'm talking he's myself into undes- being a Lucian Elaine for I don't I think know. I was. He's the undeserving, deserving guy. Oh. I know. This is this is my thought. But I just but yeah. want Azrael to be happy. I know. I think there's going to be somebody else. There's got to be somebody else that gets involved because we can't have one unhappy person. I'm right. sorry. Like, that's the way books end. Everyone is happy or they have to be killed. Well, off. and that's classic Sarah J. Mass. Yes. Everyone's going to be happy. Everybody's going to be happy. There will or be they, somebody Or they're dead. Somebody's <laughs> going to die, but it's not going to... It could be Elaine. <gasps> she might not resurrect. I don't know. No. No. She has, no, she has to. They it wouldn't be her. No. I think it could be, like, Lucian. No, I like I don't Lucian. want it to be... That she would never kill Asriel. No, she wouldn't. She can't. She can't. <laughs> Sarah J. Moss, if you are listening, you cannot kill Asriel. No. We forbid it. Right. 
But um, you also, I've told you my theory mm -hmm. of evil Elaine because right. it talks about how, like, his shadows also, like, respond to her. And so I have this interesting theory of, like, Asriel saving Elaine in a way. But then also, again, sidetrack, but Gwen also has a potential to be, like, a creature Yes. From the box. That's Something a whole evil. other thing. That, we're not going to get into that because we're no. just talking about the dresser. I think no matter what, as just like to re to close that one out, yes. he's going to save somebody. He is. <laughs> he's going to find somebody to love and that loves yes. him. But. That's all there is for Elaine. That's all. But, so yeah. So there's not a whole lot for Elaine. I do think she was a, the second, the second book is when they get flipped into the cauldron at the end. Mm -hmm. So the third book and Court of Silver Flames her character confuses me. Like, is she, like, seeing into the future? Is that what's know. happening in those? I don't, I don't know, but she was very, like, not talkative, quiet, Lost alone. Puppy. But then she would say random words, and you're like, what do you mean? Yeah. And then it, like, came to be true. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. It's just very interesting, her character. Yeah. I'm curious to see how it's going to unfold. But as of right now, I probably care about her the least. Yes. So, but you know what? Before A Court of Silver Flames, I cared about Nesta the least. And now she's moved up a little bit, so... I don't know. still debatable for me, but... I mean, I don't love her, but I don't care about her least. That's true. That is true. Very <laughs> true. Okay, so, Elaine's done. Nesta. Nesta. Nesta's drawer. The Flames. Yeah, I was going to say, do you want to describe Oh, okay, let me... Because I was going to say, you did a good job for That's it. true. Let me... Do, do, do. Here it is. So, um... Crackling Flames is what she painted on Nesta. So this immediately makes me think of Nesta's PTSD in Silver Flames, where anytime she looked mm -hmm. in the fire, she heard her father's neck cracking. Oh, yes. Right, because she like couldn't one. be where there was fire. Mm -hmm. Which, that was the very first thing this made me think of, which mm -hmm. is sad that this was like low-key predicted a yeah. little bit. Um, so that was thing one. And then also, obviously, her like death flame power. Yes. Whatever the heck that is. Whatever the heck that is. <laughs> we need to... We'll probably talk about it a lot more during Court of Silver Flames. Because For sure. my brain... I'll be honest. After reading Court of Silver Flames, I read all eight Throne of Glass mm -hmm. and Crescent City. Yep. And so I've forgotten a little bit of Silver Flames. I, mean, I need to be a little refreshed on all these, which yes. is good that we're going through all of them. Exactly. But... Um. So Nesta is like the the crackling flame, but it's also indicative of her personality. I was too. gonna say for me, I just think her personality. Like I didn't even think about the fact of like her dad and the fires. I mm -hmm. forgot about that, but she's literally yes. firecracker of like yes. evil. I think of evil, but I know she's not totally evil. But <laughs> <laughs> well, but okay. What I think is so cool about this dresser is it's a picture of who they are in these first few chapters that we just read. Yes, but also foreshadowing. Like it's just yes. covering so many different things. Mm -hmm. But. I mean, so here's the thing with Nesta. I, like, I thought she was just the biggest bitch. Yeah. For so long. Mm -hmm. And reading Court of Silver Flames, I think what it was is I started to see Nesta a little bit, how Cassian saw Nesta, mm -hmm. based off of those interactions and how he talked to her and how he interacted with her. Yeah. And so I think that softened me to her just a little bit. Yeah. Because I still don't think she's great. Mm-hmm. But I think she's better. She's better. I just feel like she's still the most unappreciative person. And she's still absolutely And, like, wants to throw a pity party for herself. When it's, like, she thinks it's so easy for Farah, And 
It's, it's like, like, it's not easy no, for Vera. She took care of you. She struggled way more yeah. than you. Like, I'm sorry you got put into a collar and became Faye. Like, right. I'm so sorry. But she also... Died like, and became Faye. She died and became Faye. Like, I don't get it. Like... None like, of you chose this. No, but Nessa's always pity party me. Like... Right. And even with Court of Silver Flames, like, I still don't like her anymore. I mean, by the end, it felt like... She grew as a person. She did. She, she, like, saves, you know... Well, and what I'll say is also, I think this was her stepping into that big sister role, mm-hmm. but when she told Feyre about the concern around her birth, how she right. might die, and Reese was pissed. Yeah. Um, which, side note, he shouldn't be, he should have told her in the first place. No, I'm sorry. I know where he's coming from. I know where he's coming from, but we can't be totally blind to that that was a shitty move It was, also. yes. But I thought... Nesta telling Feyre that and being like, I don't care how scary you Fey men are. Right. My sister deserved it was very big sister for I agree. her. And I think it showed how she was growing a yeah, little bit. I agree. There was definitely points of like redemption I felt like yeah. where I was like, Okay, Nesta's not the worst and like she's doing the right thing, but I still I don't like her yeah. pity party self. She was a little too protective over Elaine also. I agree. I was like let Elaine make her own flipping decision. Right. For sure. I totally agree. Um, but other than that, Crackling Fire, I mean, I really feel like it's indicative of her personality yeah. and the neck thing. And then the Death Flames. And the Death Flames. Because yes. it's literal it, that book is yeah. called Silver Flames. <laughs> yes. That is very true. But, but. So it's like foreshadowing, but it's not, I feel like it's not like, but maybe once Elaine's story comes to fruition, well, it'll be a lot more clear. Yeah. And it'll be obvious why it's like a garden painted mm-hmm. on there. Whereas like hers is obvious why it's flames. Yes. So we see like several points where flames are very much like it's like threaded through her story. Right. And so. then also we have her like mating and love affair with Cassian. Oh yes. I mean Who I that's just fire. So that is fire. fire. <laughs> that relationship, fire. Woo. I knew reading these books that there would be some like smutty scenes in there. Silver flames. There were moments where I was reading it, and I think my eyes just, like, got so wide, because I was like, what just happened? But, like, I loved every moment of it. I would not read it when my husband was home. I was like, <laughs> I will get too horny. These scenes turn me on way too much. I need to read this by myself when nobody's around. No, that's the time to read I know. it. I'm like, yes, I want that, but then I'm like, I don't want to be interrupted. I need to read this by that's myself. so funny. There were times where Richard would, like, come up, and I'd be like, I am reading. Yes. Please leave me alone. That was my thing. I was like, I do not want to be interrupted, but I'm reading these amazing scenes. Right. And it's just... But then I, it's like, Josh, come home, please, so I can, you know, use these uh, scenes to my advantage. That's but like, hilarious. No, I remember, I remember laying in bed, and I'm reading this book... And Richard, my husband, comes in wanting to go to bed. And I'm like, I have like, I flip and I have like two pages left. And we're in the middle of like the spiciest scene. And I was like, I need two minutes, please. And so I'm like, he's laying right there. And I'm just like bringing this book closer to my face. So he's like not observing what I'm reading. And I'm like, just give me two minutes. I just need to get through this. Because you can't stop mid-scene. No, you can't. Like, what do I do? Be like, okay, you go to sleep. I'm going to go into the other bedroom and read two pages by myself. Exactly. It's bed. like, I need to be by myself so I can read, but then I need you to come home. Yeah. Like, it's fine. I reread the chapter the next day just to, like, help that experience yes. and not have the broken <laughs> experience that I did the night before. But, whoo! Anyways, that's Silver Flames. Yeah, that the title of that book was Her Death Flame Power, but also yes. Them. Like, flames sure. is the only way to describe it. Yes. Like, they were, like... Because, like, okay. 
Sarah's husband's a firefighter, mm-hmm. so I'm sure he's maybe discussed this with you. But the idea of fire, mm-hmm. I feel like it starts so small, yeah, and then just like explodes, like yeah, it just goes everywhere, everywhere instantly, and, like instantly. And so that's what their relationship kind of felt like. Yeah, it was just like. A little bit of kindling, and you're like, you know, you're just like nurturing that kindling, and you're like, come on, light, 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 bam, and then boom, yeah, exactly. (laughs) I think back to all those times of trying to start um, fires in your backyard, (laughs) and it's like that, like their relationship is like that. But anywho, okay, so we've talked and gushed about Nesta and Elaine, and now the greatest of all, and now Feyre's drawer, which. Melts my heart. Says it says um, the night sky, whirls of yellow stars standing in for white around mine. <sighs> I love it so much. The stars. I know, and it's like she didn't have white paint, so that's why she used yellow. But it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful oh. because we go back to chapter. It would be fifty four. Yes. Which, it's hilarious that I know the exact chapter. I think every Sarah J. Mass fan knows the exact chapter. Yeah, because chapter 55 is consummation, yes. but chapter 54 is explanation. Yes. And I think I love chapter 54 in Mist and Fury oh. more than I do oh, chapter I do 55. It just makes you fall in love with... Reese! Reese! Ah! saying his name like that. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was a gushing moment for me and you're cringing over oh. there because of how he said it. But I, oh my gosh, it's literally the most beautiful thing ever. Right. It's the like idea he that he's her- shooting that image into his, into her brain, like through this bond in like a non-creepy way. I'm just like, stop. Oh. It like melts my heart. It's literally the best chapter in probably all the books. Honestly. Just how everything came together. The fact that like it went so far back as to when she was human. That's yes. what blew my mind. Like yes. I, like, I, I got, like, all of it when they were, you know, under the mountain and all of that. But the fact that when she was human, he still, like... He was looking for her! I know! Oh, that's the first thing he says to her. I I'm looking for you. I know. I love him so much. It's I'm going to cry. It's the most romantic thing ever. It's so Honestly, romantic. Honestly, I, when I feel sad, mm-hmm. I literally just go read chapter 54. Oh. Like, that is how I bring myself out of sadness. It's amazing. It's the sweetest thing. Just the fact that, like, he's night court and she painted it. I know. I love it so much. And, like, imagine her at, like, painting that, right? And she's thinking, what What do I paint of myself? Right. And that's what she chooses. Yeah. Of anything. Like, she's a hunter. She could paint the woods. Mm-hmm. Or, um, I don't know. Like, she's a painter. She could paint, like... Herself on there, even. Herself. She could paint, like, her art supplies. Like, there's so many things you could put on there. Mm-hmm. And she chose the night sky. I know. She chose the night sky. It's beautiful. It's, it's so beautiful. So romantic. It's so beautiful. It's true love. Ugh. And then also, like, let's talk about, like, Feyre's growth as a character. Yeah. Because when I first read Quartz of Thorns and Roses, I gave it four stars. Because yes. I really lo- liked this book. But half the time, I was like, Feyre, what are you doing? Yeah, you're just dumb. Like, why are you being dumb? Yeah. I was like, I love a strong female character, but, like, she can be smart, too. Yes. Like, she doesn't have to be dumb. Like, why are we playing into this? And this was just before I knew and understand Sarah J. Mass. But, like, she's, like, she grows into such a, like, strong and powerful, yes. like, female. And it's amazing. Oh, yeah. It's amazing seeing that growth. Mm-hmm. And, oh, she's just such an inspiration. I know. Oh, I just love it. 
I love it so much. I know, it's like, there's really nothing to talk about other than I just love it so much. And, like, it's so the most much. beautiful, like, love story. Yes. Like Now, she is not defined by her love story, but... Doesn't matter. It's the best <laughs> part of the book. It really is. Oh, yeah. It really is. And whenever I think about that dresser, I, I think... It's, it's so interesting because it's like... Um, so, like, we talked about these Arch Around Sister t-shirts we bought, right? Yeah. But it, and it shows this um, same design of the three sisters. But it's like, in a way, okay, okay, theory, well, I'm coming to this. So, we've talked about the potential foreshadowing in this. Yes. This is making me think about what you said earlier, mm-hmm. about how it's also indicative of who they love. Yeah. Like, that truly, I'm, like, connecting these pieces because Feyre's is a night court, Reese. Right, right. Nesta's is fire, Cassian. Yeah. But I mean, Flower. Fire, fire is not truly indicative of Cassian. I mean. On his own, I would have I never. I think so. Would you have associated Cassian with fire had Nesta not chosen him? I, I think soul-wise, yes. Okay. I think he's full of that fierceness and that okay. spark. I can see what you're saying. And, yeah. like, I think it's, in, I think it's indicative, or at least, let's I, say, of that relationship. Okay, yeah. So, that relationship, fire. Yes. Her relationship with Reese, Night Court, right. stars, dreaming. Oh, yeah, all of it. All of that. And then Elaine's, mm-hmm. you have florals. Like, who does that mean Elaine loves, right? right? Like, to what you're saying, Lucian. I can totally see how that plays in. Ooh, my God, my so right. interesting. I like, I never really even thought about it until we started talking about this, but I was like, I feel like Lucian could be, like, the spring court. Yes. Like, I just, I don't know. I didn't, I just didn't connect... Like, I always connected Farah's yeah. to Reese, but I didn't think, like, maybe this dresser shows who they are at the beginning, foreshadowing of their lives, <laughs> and... Who they love. Who they love. I mean, it's pretty impressive, Sarah Jamas. Like, how in the world? I don't know. Is it all those things? I don't know. But it's like, Lucian could be so many other things. Like, it doesn't... Like, maybe she falls in love with Hamlet. Who knows? Because he truly is great. Okay, that's like, another thing. We're getting back to, like... But, like... People also talk about how Tamlin deserves a redemption he arc, does. and Elaine is the one to bring in. Here's the thing: people can just suck. He doesn't need a redemption arc. No, but he does because he. I mean, I get like I totally understand why Farah hates him, yes. but I feel like everything he did, he truly was doing for her, and I would love. He just shows love differently. It was out of his trauma. Like, I know, and he was so like just trying to protect her. So it's like I can't be mad at him. Like I, I'm we mad, can't. but like I can't hate him. Like I want right for him, and it's like he. Like, everything he did, like, afterwards, too, was truly okay. for, like, for Farah. In some ways. But then when he comes to the session with all the other high lords of the courts, yes. and he's like, oh, you know that noise Farah makes? That's not for Farah. No, but that, that's just male <laughs> behavior. Like, that's typical male behavior. That's true. But I I think I do think... Maybe it's... Oh, like, God. That I would think, be weird. I don't know how I would feel about that. I, mean, I don't necessarily want Elaine with Tamlin, but I do think Tamlin deserves somebody. Yeah. And I feel like... I think that's probably the only way that, like, Pharaoh would ever forgive Tamlin. Yeah. Because you know in the end, everybody's going to be happy. They have to be. So, I feel like maybe that's a potential. Or dead. Maybe Tamlin. Or dead. Maybe Tamlin, <laughs> Tamlin sacrifices himself. Oh. But. Like, that's truly an act of love. I don't know. That is. But the, the whole relationships also reflecting this makes me think that 
Elaine will not end up with Asriel because there's I see no way that them in a relationship could be representative of like a garden scene. And I feel like it's almost like everyone wants it too much that she's not gonna do it. It would be too perfect. It's too predictable. It's too like, perfect. Sarah J. Mass gives us happy endings. Oh yeah, but she's not predictable. No, some some of the things yes, but like in general, like right. no, right. Um, on, <laughs> on a slightly connected note. Crescent City, yeah. which has just the one book, mm-hmm. has a main character called Hunt, yes. right? I saw a really funny TikTok the other day of it was like, it was something along the lines of like, when you fall in love with like the main character on the first book, but you know Sarah J. Mass's style of how it's, <laughs> it's so never true. the first one. It's never the first one. That's so true. So that's completely unrelated oh, to yes. this book, but classic Sarah J. Mass. Yes. Of switching up the relate. So... Who knows? At first, Elaine was clearly into Asriel. Yeah. Maybe Would not. it say? I don't think she'd let it. Yeah. It was too ready. I know. Oh, yeah. this is so interesting. I know. Mm. So, but anything else about Farah? Let's think. Like, well, it's re- we're talking about Farah. Farah. I know. <laughs> I'm just trying to think if there's anything else about I know. the dresser. It's hard to differentiate. I just, I, okay, well, also, I think something that has come to mind rereading um these books and just like thinking through the early stages of her character mm-hmm. um the fact that she can't read yes like and then also i'm remembering how reese has her write the sentences oh my gosh. <laughs> i love that so much i know i could just gush about reese all day but she can't read right so she must feel like totally crappy yeah, about herself with that sure. especially since Later on in this book, she almost dies because of it. So does Lucian. Yes, so does Lucian. <laughs> but, um, but I think that's really interesting how in so many ways she had these shortcomings earlier in life that she couldn't help a right. lot of these. And she's, like, actively worked to overcome them. Because, like, mm-hmm. now she reads. Now yeah. she And so it's just, like, it's really impressive of her character of, yeah. like, always, like, looking to, like, a, do the right thing, but also, like, grow herself mm-hmm. in these little ways that, like, might not be super fancy or important, yeah. but... I feel like she's always dreaming about, like, better, yeah. which I love. Well, then now she's also a painter, which also somehow plays out in her dreams, because she kind of processes those dreams and thoughts yeah. in her paint. Mm-hmm. And I think if you had to pick a style mm-hmm. of Feyre as a painter, who do you ooh. think it would be like? Ooh, ooh, ooh. I feel like... Like Georgia O'Keeffe. Interesting. Like I see, like very like soft and like yes. like not like realistic, but not realistic. Mm-hmm. Like and I just I feel like Georgia O'Keeffe's like it's like mm. all pretty florals and like it's just it's subtle, yeah. but it's like you know what it is. Right. I see that. Also, I don't know many painters' names off the top of my head, and, like, hers is a name that I know, and, like, I know what her stuff looks like. Yeah, I like how it's, like, a little abstract, too. Yeah. Which one? What do you have pulled up? Uh, I have, like... Oh, yeah. I just Googled Georgia Mm -hmm. O'Keeffe. But, like, I see that. I can see that. Yeah. Who do you have in mind? I thought, for similar reasons, Mm -hmm. I didn't... I couldn't think of an actual, like, artist, but an era. I just really think about, like, the Impressionist era. Yeah. Where it's those soft lines. Right. And you can tell what it is, mm-hmm. but it's a little obscured. Yeah. Also. So I feel like that gives you, like, room for thought, and it's, like... Because according to how people react to her paintings, they're very deep. Right. So they're not just, like, surface level. Right, so I'm thinking it's not just, you know, 
a picture of what it is. Like, she's not drawing exactly as she sees. It's right. more, like, thought-provoking. Yeah. So, that's a good question. I like that. Yeah. Well, I just, like, think about it. I'm curious when it becomes a TV show how they depict that. That will be interesting. Especially the idea of, like, the night sky on her dresser. I picture mm-hmm. the classic, like, Van Gogh. I do, too. Something like that, Something for sure. like that. Yeah. But, let's see. What else about Feyre? Okay, the last thing I think is hilarious about Feyre is that her name is Feyre. And it's a world of fairies. Yeah. And I was like, we couldn't have picked a different I name. I know. I don't like her name. I actually don't like any of their names. Feyre, Nesta, or Elaine. Yeah. Elaine's like, meh. But, yeah. like... I really don't like Nesta or Farah. Yeah. That is our first mini-sode gushing a little bit about the Archeron sisters. Do yes. you agree? I agree. I totally do you, agree. Well, do they agree? Do they disagree? I don't know. Let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls, a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe. And let us know what you think. Jump in on the conversation. We look forward to chatting with you more next week. Bye-bye.